What's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of Trigger Wrestling. We're going to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw moving over to Netflix. We're talking about Jeff Hardy turning heel and all the fallout from AEW Dynamite and Monday Night Raw on this week's episode of Triggered Wrestling. Triggered Wrestling is so awesome all the way around. That gets me triggered. Ooh, okay, well, let's go with the bad trigger right now. See, I'm a, I'm a fan of all of it. We'll force you to watch Trigger Wrestling. fucking time to be a wrestling fan man i mean wwe moving to netflix that's a move out of left field don't you think aw fans are gonna say that tony khan kicked wwe off of cable well at least monday night raw off of cable <laughs> no but um in a way I, I did not see this coming at all i mean a lot of people were saying the runners up for the rights to wwe raw is gonna be disney or amazon yeah, I didn't see Netflix ever get leaked in the reports. I didn't believe Amazon. So this was similar to that deal, probably. Netflix is trying to get their subscribers back up ever since, you know, the whole password sharing scandal thing. And the ads. The ads. Fun fact, I actually just got Netflix a few weeks back. Actually, like 10 days ago. And I got it with ads. I don't care about ads, bro. See, I don't know, dude. I have T-Mobile, so I get it for free. But to be fair, when I watch Netflix, there's like an ad every... 90 minutes so you could binge watch a show and not even three episodes and not even see a commercial it's not that bad but is it the commercial like after the episode before the new episode starts it's somewhere or? in between it could be before after or during it it's, it's a random ass commercial 30 minutes probably less but yeah it's like one every 90 minutes to 120 minutes 30 seconds i'm assuming you, you meant was it long the length yeah the of length commercial, of commercial yes what is that they're showing that episode of fucking something bro Damn. I, don't, yeah. I don't know all I know is that uh, AEW Rampage is going to be debuting on Tubi pretty soon here, or Crackle, because <laughs> that show, bro, is hard to watch. I made jokes about AEW Rampage being AEW Friday Night Jobbers. Um, I know the car <laughs> that we had was just very weak. I mean, it's pretty predictable. You have a whole bunch of actual AEW stars versus people that are never on TV. Like, I remember we talked about Anthony Henry. We talked about... Who? I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, Queen Amanada. Like, I mean, she's not even on the roster. She might be in Ring of Honor, but they're getting TV time, but... I mean, if I'm I'm not gonna tune in to Friday night just to watch half of the jobbers. I mean, it's, they're 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 glorified squash matches at this point. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of jobbers, uh, Jinder Mahal is one, but the person that beat his ass the other day, The Rock, he actually got appointed a a spot in the board of directors and by TKO. That's a fucking powerful move, don't you think? Yeah, I don't really know what that does except bring name values to yeah, to the yeah. board of directors uh, i know it got mentioned that he now owns the copyrights to his name or the trademarks to the rock is no longer owned by wwe what that means in the long term i guess we'll find out exactly what he does but i, I feel like anything attached to the rock to dwayne johnson currently is hot fire <gasps> and uh nothing but benefits come to you if your name is attached to the rock I mean, the XFL kind of flopped. His movies are not doing so great. I mean, this is- XFL a flopped, bro? Huh? The XFL did not flop. I'm a New York Guardians fan, bro. Bro, stop Through that. and through. They're not, they're not even New around York anymore, Guardians. bro. They they merged with some other company. A USFL? And they're in what? The UFL now? Something, something like that? yeah. All I know, bro, is I'm a New York Guardians fan. I don't even watch NFL, bro. Puto UFL here. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? 
<laughs> but, um, yeah. bro you talking about some jobbers bro but speaking of a jobber jeff hardy one of my heroes growing up lost against darby allen in a what street fight street match and after the match darby allen got the win and after the match hold on let me interrupt you real quick it was a regular singles match and uh excalibur just kept saying yeah. Oh, all, all this is going on at the referee's discretion. He's letting it go. I'm like, bro, <laughs> come on. Who's the ref? Ray Charles? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but con- continue, continue. Yeah, and after the match, uh, Darby Allen went up to shake Jeff Hardy's hand, and Jeff Hardy refused. Could this be a potential heel turn for the Hardy Boys or just for Jeff Hardy? Uh, probably for both. They're going to be probably continuing on as a tag team. Uh, I know, I guess we're, th- we're recording this before AEW Dynamite, at least th- this portion of it. He's going to be facing Swerve Strickland, and I will let you know right now, Jeff Hardy's not beating Swerve Strickland. So yep. I guess the downfall of the Hardys is continuing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I know they they probably got fined by Daniel Bryan for stating that the Hardys are prefer to be on Dynamite, but they're stuck to the dimension of Rampage and Collision. But now he's going to Dynamite and he's going to take an L. Yep. So I don't know if this is a storyline or what's going on, but I guess we'll find out. Or his punishment. Yeah. He's going to get squashed in a eight second match against Swerve, bro. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. And another guy who actually just made, well, I wouldn't say made a return, but I guess he got his name back. Pete Dunn is back and Butch is no more. Um, To me, I could care less. The bruiser way was cool for a hot minute. Um, I think by leaving Butch around for so long, kind of killed his momentum, in my opinion. I'm not a fan. And it's going to have to take a lot of me watching his wrestling because he can't talk. He does his talking in the squirt circle like I like it. But I'm going to have to tune into his matches because right now, that Butch character is still lingering in my mind. And he- I mean, Pete Dunne is a great wrestler. That, that goes without questioning. Can he survive uh, being Butch for like two years? Who knows? Rumor has it Butch is all elite. He's going to AEW. Pete Dunne is staying here. Who said that rumor? I don't know. Some some people online, bro. Some some AEW marks online. No, I'm just kidding. But but uh, what I will say is um, he needs to be a heel. He can't be with Tyler Bate as a tag team. The Bruiserweight character is a he- yeah. What is he? What did you call him? Or somebody online I said said that he is Hangman Page from Temu. Knife <laughs> <Not laughs> from Wish, bro. So uh, yeah, bro. So I thought that was funny, man. But uh. He needs to be on his own. He needs to be a heel. He needs to break some fingers, break some elbows. Be the Shayna Baszler when Shayna Baszler was Shayna Baszler of this division, is what I would say. Yep, yep. The cruiserweight, bruiserweight, whatever you like to call it. But I may not be a fan of Butch or Pete Dunn, but I'm starting to be a fan of Legado del Fantasma, bruv. I fucks with it only because... The LWO, the original LWO was formed by nothing but Mexicans. And yes, you guys can say, oh, Latinos are supposed to stick together. Nah, fuck that. Mexicans ran LWO. Mind you, they were jobbers. But there's no Mexican in the original LWO right now, bruv. And I'm like, that's that. There is one, Raul del Toro. Who's that? That's the non-Filipino and the non-Puerto Rican one. Cruz del Toro, that's the name. His name's Raul Mendoza. Oh, bro, who? Yeah, but Cruz del Toro. And bro, Stop. Anyways, he's on there, but yeah, I mean, it's a Filipino, a Mexican, and a, and two Puerto Ricans in LWO currently yep. versus uh, the Legado del Fantasma. I'm not a fan of uh, the Lotharios gimmick, their their clothing attire. It doesn't yeah, match. It's, it's like, 
latex, what is it, like claws, like wanna be perros del mal from uh, El Hijo del Perro Wild's faction. Yeah, it looks like that, but it also looks like a mixture of Buddy Heels, um, Buddy Heels, it's not the fucking basketball player, Buddy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Murphy's attire, right, from when he was yeah. in, in NXT and WWE and in AEW, yeah. but it looks weird because it's like latex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that just looks weird. And I'm, honestly, the only reason why I, I like the Lotharios or I'm picking the Lotharios over the Loser World Orders because I'm Latino, bro. I got to pick a side. And my side is chosen. I'm going to be with the Legado del Fantasma. Just Santos Escobar needs some character work. His acting is horrible. Lotharios, they need a, a tire change, ring gear change. I feel like they're supposed to be menacing, but they're not menacing. They're not, bro. They're all clean cut, nice haircuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, yeah. The wannabe Latin lovers want to be heels now? Come on, man. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm just happy that in WWE, you actually see, granted it's against other brown people, right? Other Latinos, but at least they're getting wins. About time, bruh. About time. Two years of losing and now you're praising them for what, bruh? I mean, Dominic Mysterio lost to Rey Mysterio, so that's that's, that's still true. brown on brown crime. Yep, yep. But it's better than Penta getting jobbed out every time he's on Dynamite and then beating jobbers on uh, on Collision. Wins a win, bro. A win's a win. According to the <laughs> returning AEW standings, a win is a win. Facts. According to Brian Alvarez, the standings are back, and uh, it's all they run away all thanks to CM Punk. You know what? They bring up CM Punk so much when they talk about yes. AEW. You might as well think that CM Punk started World War II at this point. <laughs> and then they're, the way they announce is like, oh, yeah, CM's Punk's fault that, you know, they got away from that. I'm like, good. The rankings suck. So, I mean, I'm sorry you're trying to spin it as bad news that CM Punk was involved in this. Like, it, yeah. it was good. It is good. Rankings suck because, <laughs> like we talked about last week, I mean, Hook over here beating goons to be 28-1 and get a title shot, bro. Come on now. <laughs> Damn, fuck. Yeah, the rankings, it was great at first, but then after a while, they just immediately kind of killed the point of the rankings. If they're going to do something with those rankings, in my opinion, make it like college ball. Like a, like Cody Rhodes first said it, it's like college ball. Just because you beat an opponent doesn't matter if you're if you're 1-0. It matters who you beat. That's what's going to um, elevate you exactly. to the top. Exactly. That's why you see like in uh, what is it, March Madness, you see like, a 28-1 team and they're ranked sixth because they beat nobody. They're just from a weak division. You beat some division two team. You're the top of the big sky tournament, right? Yeah. Which is, I think, I think that's where Sac State is. Or they probably won a un, un torneo de liga de fin de semana or something. Yeah. You know, they were the, the best team playing against sixth graders, bro. I don't know, but it doesn't make sense to me. But I, I'm, I guess we'll see how AEW uses these rankings because uh, see, that's what I complained about. It was like you'd see all these stars or mid cars stars going to aew dark to fight nobodies and everybody's just like oh they're just getting their wins up and i'm like bro <laughs> so even then you still see like danny garcia being like 23 and 6 but the people he lost to were like cm punk swerve yeah. right but the people he beats were like literally nobodies but he has a winning record so it's meaningless at that point yeah so what do you got to say when adam copeland defeated dante martin another kid another guy that he thinks he's gonna put over in the future i mean hey technically is what two and oh three and oh adam copeland but i mean those are against kids man you gotta beat somebody like a top talent like a, a brian cage or a will hobbs or somebody like that to that stature you know or uh what's his name suzuki minoru suzuki Minoru Suzuki, Adam Copeland putting over young up and coming <laughs> talent in this open challenge. He he challenged a veteran. 
and he definitely gets a veteran, but he's still going to end up being that veteran because that veteran needs the the, the Adam Copeland rub <laughs> on his way out of the business. I mean, you know, I was speaking to a, a follower on Facebook. They said that this match is very interesting, would be very interesting to see. And I'm like, you know, difference in styles, like you get the Japanese strong style yes. versus somebody that was born and bred in the WWE style. We'll see what really happens in this match later on today. Um, Didn't Copeland yeah. train in the dungeon? Uh, no, he did not. Oh, okay. Not that I am aware of. He trained with Lance Storm, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Oh, actually, did you know that uh, Adam Copeland was actually the one that reached out to Tony Khan and was like, hey, you think you give me Minoru Suzuki? And Tony Khan was like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. And as soon as Tony Khan got off the phone with Minoru Suzuki's people, he made the match. And Adam Copeland didn't even know the match was made until Tony Khan announced it on social media. So it was Adam Copeland's, uh, he was like, let me get that young rookie up and coming over there. He's like, I need that Minoru Suzuki rub. Dude, I don't know, man. This is a very interesting. <laughs> match i guess that's one of the good things about AEW. you see these these weird matchups that you never see the dream matches the dream matches but they're just predictable because there's only one person that could really win so but that's the thing i guess you watch it just to watch what happens in the match and to me i'm just like i don't care if they do three canadian destroyers bro adam copeland and minoru i mean i don't think they're going to do that but i mean at the same time these are the people that were like oh eddie kingston and john mox are gonna have a banger oh my god damn <laughs> And then we get to see like everybody making fun of the the machine gun chops. Yes, bro. On Cesaro. So I don't know. We'll see what happens in this match. Um, dude, you know we talked about Daniel Garcia getting wins over nobody's. Bill. Yes. He beat Buddy Murphy in a roll up, bro. In a roll up. In a roll up. What you hate? <laughs> I was like, I knew Brad's And <laughs> you know how people have been cooking me in the comment section, bringing receipts. They're like, this is why you wanted you wanted him to be a, a top star in 2024 by beating Buddy Murphy. Come on, bro. And I'm like, damn. Barely with Barely a roll up. up. And Buddy Murphy is like the resident chopper of the <laughs> House of Black. House of Black. <laughs> It's like Brody King, he's like the mid-card up-and-comer. Malachi Black, Aleister Black, whatever you want to call him, is like the leader. But he's never in singles matches. And Buddy Murphy loses every single singles match he is in. So I don't know, man. This The House of Black was so interesting. And now it's like they don't even exist. I don't know what you got to what you say about that, Adrian. It's like they're barely on TV. Uh, we have the Gates of Agony, who just lost the Ring of Honor trios titles, are now challenging for the AEW trios titles. Damn, yeah, that does not make sense at all. How do you lose one set of titles and challenge for the other set of titles, bro? I mean, you know, people have your, uh, there's rematch clauses into the these titles if you're a champion and you lose your title you have an opportunity to challenge for the titles you just lost it's not like wwe booking where somebody cashes in the briefcase loses and then gets rewarded another title shot like what it doesn't make sense over here doesn't make sense over there either bro but the thing about it is like challenge the same titles back but even that i don't even like that because it's more like i would say ring of honor is like developmental for aew right just because you're the i mean have we ever seen it where the I don't know. Let's call it the North American champion loses the title and then immediately challenges for the world heavyweight title. I don't think I've seen that. So if I would call that like this would be maybe like the equivalent or maybe, the, maybe. for the intercontinental title. Probably, yeah. Bro, but you know what? Now we're just talking about the intercontinental title. So, we, you know, we talked about Seth Rollins being injured. He's replaced by Randy Orton for live shows. Uh, people expected him to vacate the title, but Gunther's interrupts him th- during his uh, promo. Gunther is... Uh, so I had this conversation with my daughter. She was just like, is that guy a bad guy? Pointing at Gunther, I'm like, he's a bad guy, but he's a bad guy with honor. He doesn't... You Usually doesn't sneak attack people. He just wants to fight people and prove he's the best. And uh, facts during this promo, it just reminded me how much Gunther is improved as not only a wrestler, but as a character 
great character work. He's a menacing bad guy, and people love him, even though he's a heel, because he's just, people know he's a competitor. He is what I think Eddie Kingston thinks he is, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, I can see it. I can see why a lot of people think that. Like, not not saying that Eddie Kingston thinks he's, like, a badass or anything like that. What I'm trying to say is, like, the character that he portrays, like, oh, I'm just a brawler. I'm here to fight anybody. Yep. But Gunther's the same way, but different, even though he's a bad guy. He can be a good guy and still have that same character. It's a weird, intricate world that we play here. But uh, I remember I estimated that Gunther would be intercontinental title holder when he challenged for the world title. And by God, we're getting that. You predicted this stuff, what, a year ago, I'm assuming? Because we did start this pod. We started this pod around, what, May, April, February? I think February. Yeah, I think you predicted that. Yep. So I'm excited that, you know, full circle, uh, Rollins isn't relinquishing the title. He's going to defend it at WrestleMania. Gunther says he's going to be there. But so does Drew McIntyre. So does Cody Rhodes. So does CM Punk. And I want to talk a little bit more about this because um, Seth Rollins, if he does get surgery, it's going to be three to four months. Obviously, he's not getting surgery. He's going to take it day by day. So that means they're going to limit his wrestling or maybe not even wrestle at all. Just wait till he fully heals. So does this mean WWE is going to once again have a champion that doesn't work and are going to be forced to make another participation title for the third time this time? What do you got against interim champions now, bro? It's only okay when AEW does it or what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, I think the way around this is... Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind him just coming out and doing the promos. I mean, you could build a storyline with just promos. Just stick to the points, to the topic, and just get your points out or bullet points out. And keep it moving like, like they did uh, on Monday. Um, I'm pretty sure they have a few more of those. And they limit Rollins' wrestling like in, in six-man tag team or in tag team matches. I think he can still work, but just, you know, you got to limit his wrestling. You can't have him go out there and do the same thing he does because I know WWE fans hate it when wrestlers in AEW work injured. For some reason, apparently in here, they're excited that Rollins might get into the ring and potentially ruin his career. That's what I got a problem with. Um, But I would suggest three-man tag team matches or six-man tag team matches limit the man's wrestling. Um, I would probably say just don't have him wrestle until probably March, in my opinion. And then if Gunther wins the Rumble, then there you go. I can see that happening where CM Punk and Cody Rhodes are the last two in the Royal Rumble. And uh, they both get eliminated at the exact same time, similar to Lex Luger and Brett the Hitman Hart. And it's a triple threat, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. That that limits Seth Rollins in ring activity to the other two. Who does that leave Gunther? Bro, there is so so much fantasy booking, bruv. It's possible. But see, the thing is, if you're trying to work with the injury, you still get the Cody Rhodes finishing the story because he'll win the title, right? Theoretically here. I think you, you can have him finish with the story without him beating Roman Reigns because the story is him being world champion yep. that his dad never got, yep. right? So this would get him that. Eventually, down the road, you could have a title versus title match or a uh, champion versus champion match versus Roman Reigns. Winner takes off. Not even winner takes off. It's just a single one-on-one match. If Cody Rhodes beats him, even though it's not for the title, I think that he gets that meaningful win uh, for himself as a champion. CM Punk gets his main event moment. 
uh, even though in a losing effort. Uh, and Seth Rollins um, loses his title, goes, gets healed up, but he got his WrestleMania moment also. Uh, and then we also get to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, Gunther is going to get eliminated in the Royal Rumble by Brock Lesnar. You get Brock versus Gunther at WrestleMania. See, that? imagine that fucking card, bro. Imagine that card. Ass, bro. Damn. Punk and Cody, no. One of them has to win because we already know. We've seen that clip of Vince McMahon tearing both his quads and says, No, only one person has to win. Only one person. And that's been the rule ever since. Only one person has to win. And it can only be one person. And if Cody does not win, then his story is donezo. Punk might probably not win because a lot of people are asking for Gunther and Rollins. The Rock and Roman, I think it could wait another year. But then again, The Rock is not getting any younger. We saw what he did to Jinder Mahal a few weeks back. He was gassed out of his mind. He was taking deep breaths. <sighs> Should The Rock <sighs> sit at a bar <sighs> or at the head of the table? Ahead of the board of directors table. <laughs> I mean, but continue. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure with some re- with some training and conditioning, the Rock can make it. But that's a whole year away. I mean, damn, I even got gas just by doing that. <laughs> um, I would probably just leave the ones on once. Uh, we know how Vince McMahon doesn't want triple threats. At the end of the day, it is his show. We will see. We will find out what kind of authority Paul Levesque and Nick Khan have at this year's WrestleMania. Because you did predict some good matches. I'm not going to lie. But again, I got to stick to the to the rules, my guy. I mean, one person coming in, one person coming out. I understand that Brock Lesnar-Gunther is a banger of a match. A WrestleMania type of match. A main event WrestleMania type of match at that. But I see either Cody against Rollins. I see Cody against Roman Reigns, but that would have to depend if he wins the Rumble or not. Punk and Rollins, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fantasy booking that you can only do so much with uh, two titles. Technically three, because Roman has the WWE and the Universal title. Wow. You know, so that's like the men's Royal Rumble here. I think we're pretty much set that there's no SmackDown star that can win the Royal Rumble. It's going to be Raw, Raw, Who do you think it's going to be? Yeah, yeah. It's not LA Knight. It's not Randy Orton. It's not AJ Styles. That's that's Yeah, those are all young talents, bro. They can't win the Rumble. What if it's Okada, bro? A debuting Okada. He was rumored to be joining NXT. But the thing with that is like real wrestling fans know who it is. But casuals that are going to be watching those events... They're going to be like, who? Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then I, I saw online that people were going to were saying that uh, WWE is going to sign Okada, team him up with Shinsuke Nakamura and call him the Kabuki Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I would not put it past him, bro. If Vince McMahon was still in charge, bro, the Kabuki Bros would be 100% on. And I also seen some fans on Twitter and X saying that they want Okada to join Chase U. <sighs> God, these guys are already ruining Okada. <laughs> tell, 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 tell me Okada joining Choice U and being the savior would not be the funniest thing ever. I thought there was a rule in NXT that nobody under the age of, what, 35 can join the roster? Or 25? Bro, don't you see Baron Corbin Ooh. out there rocking it? Nick Nemeth? <laughs> Dolph Ziggler was out there, right? That's Fucking R-Truth. That's where he busted <laughs> his fucking, his, uh, his thigh. <laughs> I mean, ah, I mean, that would be exciting to see. Um, if anything, it's not like he'd be learning how to be a wrestler. He'd just be adapting to the WWE style because there, there is a, a specific style in WWE. I could see Okada adapting to it. It might not be his cup of tea, but also you're wrestling 
three times a, a week usually. I mean, I know in Japan he's wrestling like once or twice a month. Yeah, yeah. But what about the woman's rumble? I know we had a little segment here between Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, and Bailey. I mean, I thought she was in SmackDown, but yeah. They 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 uh they showed up on Raw. I don't I, exactly why they showed up. I'm not too sure. It was a uh, I think Adam Pearce said that he invited Bailey to show up to uh, promote the Rumble, but I don't understand why you need Bailey when you have Nia Jax who defeated Becky Lynch cleanly, and you have Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley on the roster. Why would you need Bailey? Maybe to add more rumors, to add more to that rumor that people were saying online that oh Bailey is first in line to win the Rumble this year, and I'm like. Why? She's been a jobber. Her whole 2023, the whole damage control faction storyline revolves about Bailey getting kicked out. She's a jobber. Why would you want a jobber to be the Rumble winner? I don't understand people sometimes. But hey, if it's my money, if I'm putting money on this, if I'm going to DraftKings and putting money on this, I will put it on Nia Jax. That's it. Nia Jax, Rhea Ripley, Mm. WrestleMania. What about you? I'm going to put money on Becky, bro. There, there's only one reason a loser calls out the champion on the road to WrestleMania, <laughs> and that's because she's going to get a world title shot. <laughs> and nice. so I think Becky's going to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, that happened last week. Yeah, I lost to Nia Jax cleanly, but I'm calling you out. And I don't think I'm good enough, but I'm going to win the Royal Rumble <laughs> to prove it to myself that I can beat you at WrestleMania, even though I couldn't beat Nia Jax cleanly. I mean, I don't know. The Women's Royal Rumble is really, really, really out there. Like, for all I know, Bailey could win it. And challenge EO Sky, who we forget is champion, and then that continues that story. Who? Exactly. Um, I mean, is Trish Stratus and Lita going to make a debut there? Probably. Speaking of which, Trish Stratus and Lita are going to be at Stockton Con in February. But, uh, I mean, people are saying AJ Lee is going to make an appearance there. I wouldn't be shocked if Mickey James make it, makes an appearance there. Yeah, she works for OVW now under Al Snow. What about Jake Cargill, bro? You think she's going to make a debut at the Rumble? She's going to show up there. She's going to not win it, but she's going to show up there. Or is she just going to show up? WWE is going to capture her her arrival to the arena and that's it? Like the 10th time that they've done that already? You know, dude, she, she'll show up and be in the Royal Rumble. I know people are saying Naomi and Sasha Banks might show up in the Royal Rumble. Sasha. Sasha Banks. Mercedes Monet. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what goes on there. I mean, two people that for sure aren't winning the Royal Rumble is Miz and Dom. Yep. Facts. I don't know if they both mentioned that they're going to be in the Royal Rumble, but they're continuing this Miz versus Judgment Day story. Miz and Truth versus Judgment Day, even though R-Truth is in Judgment Day. Yep. I mean, I don't know, man. I guess it's a comedy gimmick and they're just passing time to, to yeah. just do something with Dom. It, it makes for good TV. Dom beats the Miz in this match. Anything you want to say about that? Eh, no, I, I just, I mean, I wasn't really, wasn't really looking forward to this match. And even the crowd in attendance were, as soon as the bill ran, the crowd started chanting, we want our truth, we want our truth. And I'm like, yes, bring our truth, because these two guys, it's a snack break match. Bring our truth, bring some comedic into this match, because I was not entertained. Speaking of snack break matches, bro, with all due respect, Zoe Starks and Shayna Baszler beating Indy Hartwell and... Shayna Starks? Candice LeRae. Shayna, Shayna Starks, Shayna I like Starks. that. Shayna Starks. Shayna Starks. They they always get placed like right after a really good match or right after a really good promo. Yep. I'm not calling CM Punk and Cody Rhodes promo good. It's just very meaningful. And then after that promo, they put these people in there and it's just like... And then oh. the main event. Yeah, they put them yeah, in this yeah. time slot that it was kind of weird. And this for the sec- this is the second week in a row they've done this. 
I like Shayna Starks, Indy Hartwell, and Candice LeRae. I'm like, where's the Indy Hartwell that fought against Becky Lynch last year? Where is she at? Because I'm not saying the same Indy Hartwell. And like I said it last year on the pod, Becky Lynch is the workhorse. She is fucking great in the ring that she makes women who aren't really that talented. She makes them look great. And it shows in Indy Hartwell. Or at least that's probably maybe WWE is limiting her wrestling skills or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of Indy Hartwell. I thought I was going to be, but, yeah, no. Something's lacking in the main roster women's division. Like, in NXT, there's good storytelling, there's good wrestlers, and all of a sudden, the main roster, and there's no stories. I mean, the stories, Nia Jax beat Becky Lynch cleanly, and Rey is the queen of the world. On the other side, the champion is in a stable... And that's it. There's no story. What, there's no story going on in the women's division in, X, in uh, SmackDown. In SmackDown. There's another one holding a chancla, doing God knows what. Um, I mean, let's not forget, WWE is the place to go when it comes to wrestling. Um, and when it comes to women's wrestling as well, they did have that first all-woman pay-per-view. Uh, but that, mind you, that was with Ronda Rousey on the roster. Do you think they'll have another one like it anytime soon? No, just they need to prove the writing, dude. The thing about the women's revolution matches that they had a very solid like main event card for it right and they had some some minor undercards but i mean what's the main event what what would you say is the main event there there is none right back then it was you know becky lynch versus essentially anybody ronda rousey versus uh charlotte flair sasha banks uh nowadays it's like what rhea ripley versus bianca belair i mean jade cargill versus bianca belair maybe but she hasn't debuted yet and then I know how a lot of WWE fans like to say that Jerk Cargo can't wrestle. So we still haven't even seen her wrestling in WWE. We as fans have to determine whether she's good enough to go up against Rhea Ripley or not. Because that can make or break a career. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's got to be right against the right person. I think seeing her first match to be actually against Bianca Belair would be a good match. But yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm liking the women's roster. I mean, you got Ivy Nile who's... She just looks fucking amazing, bro. I like everything about her. Her style. Her physique. She looks like a great powerhouse. Like a great... She's four foot ten, bro. She's not a powerhouse. Hey, bro. I'd rather take... Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. I, I'm just going to say that if, if you were to give me Ivy now... <laughs> This is gonna sound so- or Valhalla? <laughs> no. Or um, Zelina Vega. Pretty much about around the same height. My money would be on Ivy now. Hands down. Hands fucking down. Yeah. I, I could agree with that. I'm not a fan of Valhalla. I'm not a Ooh. fan of Ivar. I'm not a fan of Chad Gable losing to Ivar after Tazawa beat Ivar. Well, under two minutes? Three minutes? Come on, I don't brother. Know what, I don't know what's is going Tony on. Is Tony Khan booking Raw? Let us know in the comment <laughs> section. <laughs> Let us know. Uh yeah, then DIY. I'm not a fan of DIY getting a title shot. <laughs> like, bruh, what? Where's Anderson? I know, right? Sendevere, bro. Where's he at? Where, where are the brood, the brood of the Creed brothers, bro? Put them on TV, shit, bro. People come in in this company for for two months and then disappear <laughs> for ye- for three months. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking AW booking, bro. Tony Khan, send for the man. <laughs> Actually, no, Indusier did show up on Raw today. They had a promo. Yeah, they had a little promo yeah. in uh, Jinder Mahal. As soon as he came on the screen, people were booing. Mind you, they were probably piped in booze. But yeah, it looks like Indusier, they're finally going to get the right address to the locations now. And uh, hopefully they're going <laughs> to be on TV. They're, they're not going to show up on Tuesday like, uh, like uh, fucking Gunther saying that he's going to show up at the Royal Rumble and win on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he actually tweeted today. He's like, it's, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble on Sunday. And he put the uh, Austria time, which is going to be like 2 a.m. or something. 2 a.m. Central European time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. What, what, I need to end this shit on WWE TV. But the main event, the main event, True McIntyre versus Damian Priest. Boy, was I excited for this match. I thought I was going to see a four-star match or a five-star match. You know, if you guys have been listening to us, uh, we said that uh, to to me, a five-star match is a match that I can recommend. I don't go by Meltzer ratings. You don't have to do 20 Canadian Destroyers to get five stars out of me. It's just a match that you can recommend to people. And uh, I think I, I got let down. I got disappointed. I think my expectations for this match were too high. I was expecting a meat match. Meat, 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 meat. But what do you think about this, Brian? On paper... It looked like a banger main event. And then in de- terms of delivery, it was not that good. Um, I was disappointed. I mean, I don't know what I thought I expected, you know, on the on the road to the Royal Rumble. But uh, it wasn't this. At the end of the day, our truth costs Damien Priest the win. Drew McIntyre hits the Claymore. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it was, I guess, a, a decent, like, sloppy ending main event. But I, I expected it to actually be competitive, especially the way Damien Priest called out Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and they've, been, they've so, been building this since, I think, before War Games, right? With the stare downs and everything? Yeah, they've been building it up for a while. Drew McIntyre has uh, stopped Damien Priest from, from cashing in a couple times. Uh, it seemed like Damien Priest just had enough, and uh, he lost. <laughs> yeah, wasn't Damian Priest the one that called out Drew McIntyre for this match? Yeah, he did yeah. after after he, he got involved in Judgment Day business. Yeah, uh, to me, I didn't like it personally. I didn't like the booking because Damian Priest is a briefcase holder. Damian Priest's number one job is to cash in on a healed champion. Drew McIntyre, boy, just looking at that man, I'm I walk the other way if I see him coming my way. You know, he, he's a monster. He's a beast. And Drew McIntyre is is not gonna fight you lightly. He's gonna put some damn in you and that claymore though i did like that claymore i think i haven't seen that claymore in, i mean i've seen it but that one was either damian priest sold it really well or he made contact but that go back and watch it brian that that claymore hit it looked like it landed damian priest looked out he looked unalive he looked unalive but yeah the match <laughs> was a little sloppy but I mean, mind you, in two, three months when they have their paper, their big pay-per-view match, that match is going to deliver. Best belief. But yeah, man, I mean, this is the first of many. So I, I, I'm going to watch the, the one in three to four months when they have one at the pay-per-view. Probably at Backlash. Ooh, Backlash. This is going to be in France this year, right? France yes, Backlash? Yes, yes, yes. Last year was in Puerto Rico. Yep. Who's a French star that can debut? Victor Wenbanyama, bro, Res- is going to be... La Resistance. Oh, La Resistance. <laughs> Rene Dupree and... Uh, C- C- is, what is his name? Simon Grenier? I like forgot that, his yeah. fucking name. La Resistance, bro. Damn. And these little hops that he did there. Jermaine. Oh, yeah, the little, like... Uh, <laughs> The little heel clip, heel claps. Yeah, Jermaine Dupree. That's the fuck. No, Rene Dupree and Sil- Sylvian Grenier. Yeah, the La Resistance, and then he was, re- and then uh, he was replaced the other guy by. Fuck! I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna Google this. So with the power of the internet and editing, this will be really fast. Rob Conway. Who? <laughs> Rob Conway. It was Rob Conway. Sylvian Grenier, Grenier replaced uh, by Tom Conway. Rob Conway <laughs> to be in La Resistance. Rene Dupree was at one time the youngest intercontinental champion to ever exist. Man, he had so much potential. When they came in. As a tag team, they came in looking like fucking Greek gods, bro. Their physiques. I was like, God damn, who is La Resistance? And I was, yeah, I, I have my money on them. They should make an appearance. But speaking of 
Selena Vega pushes over here. Bronson Reed still does not have a match for Elimination Chamber or is announced to be in the Elimination Chamber. And he's from Australia. But he's going to be have a match next week on Monday Night Raw, though. Against Jey Uso. Against Jey Uso. We'll see, they're he's gonna, they're going to do an Elimination Chamber. He's going to be an Elimination Chamber match. What exactly are they fighting for? Who knows? Maybe a chance to fight. To, yeah, they, he said on Raw that Bronson Reed is uh, seeking a championship this year. And so is Jey Uso. So he's going to challenge him next week just to uh, see what's up. Maybe for an opportunity or something. But I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I mean, let's get into AEW Dynamite. Samoa Joe makes his way down to the ring, starts cutting a promo. Hook comes down. He shakes Samoa Joe's hand and pulls him in close because he's actually got a chance of beating him this time, apparently. Adrian, what did you think about this, dude? First off, Hook needs a lot of mic work. Wrestling has it down, but he needs a lot of mic work. Yes, I understand it was only a line, but it was corny in my opinion. I mean, Taz is one of the best color commentators there is. Taz, bruv, teach your son how to talk on the mic. But that was my only takeaway from this. I mean, I don't see Hook challenging for the AEW World Championship anytime soon. Probably when Samoa Joe's not champion. But even then, I still don't see Hook beating Samoa Joe. I don't see Hook graduating to being an AEW champion anytime soon. He's just not there. I don't think he can ever get there, honestly. Who is he going to beat for the title? I mean, Swerve? I'd be disappointed if he beat Kenny. Yeah. Nah. I'm not, not going to put him on a pedestal like some of the greats, but there's people that are talented that never won a world title. I mean, we talk about Dusty Rhodes. I mean, he won the NWA World Championship, but he never won the, the big one in WWE. Neither did Cody in New Japan and AEW. I mean, we don't know if, it's, if he's going to actually finish the story, which is get the WWE title, but some people don't, don't ever get the big one. Yeah, and Hook, Hook ain't ready, dude. He's not ready. But after this, we do get to see a uh, former AEW champion, Hangman Adam Page, versus another man who's probably never going to win AEW World Championship gold, which is Penta. We said it before when we were talking about Collision. They just book him to lose every single match on Dynamite. If it's not a tag match, and it's not a j- versus a jobber. He's going to lose, dude. And he lost here. And I know what you're going to say. It was an entertaining match. But which it was. See, and this is the thing. is like, is it entertaining? Yes, to an extent. But I've noticed that all the matches... They, they're they very similar, and I know you're going to say, well, same with WWE, but they follow, like, this exact same, like, they stop in the middle of the ring, and then they start doing, like, the little back and forth chopping, and then, then they both get knocked down, and they're both down. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is getting a bit repetitive to me. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I like it. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm more of the fan that prefers wrestling over a good uh, promo. Bentha already got his flowers. Nobody can be on top forever. Um, I know Kalen was talking about, oh, maybe he's waiting for Phoenix to come back. Uh, we already know Pac is fully healed and is waiting to make his much-anticipated return. They're just trying to find something for him. I mean, I'm waiting to see the Death Triangle come back to the trio's title picture, even Ring of Honor. Put some eyes in Ring of Honor. I know they were champions briefly in Ring of Honor. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I already seen Penta get his flowers. Nothing wrong with him losing a few matches. A few? It's every single singles match he's in. He's only been in a few singles matches recently. A few recently? I mean, come on, bro. It's something I've been mentioning yeah. for a while now. With yeah, not just matches, him. Singles matches, a few. I, I don't think I've seen Penta, especially when I mean, he just fought against some random on Rampage last week and he won. Exactly. Outside of fighting random people, if it's like Hangman Page, I mean, he just yeah. he did. He was in the same spot like a couple weeks ago. He lost the Swerve, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. So I think I I figured you out. So you like somebody like a faction, like for example, Dark Order from which Judgment Day. 
storyline, in your opinion, was great, but you don't care if they lose often, right? Mm. Uh, let me see. So, do I care? I mean, honestly, no, because they're just, like you mentioned, a booked as a comedy gimmick, but they're trying to build Benta as somebody who should be like, oh, he's actually got a chance to win, but I, he's he also loses every single match. What's wrong with Singles coming match. up so close to victory? Nothing wrong with it. Because he's Mexican and all the Mexicans in AEW are booked wrong. Were you saying the same energy when they were champions, bro? Or just recently? Were you saying the same energy when Loser World Order got booked for months to lose and they're still losing? Mm. I mean, let me let me talk about that. We Santos Escobar is winning. There's Mexicans winning. Rey Mysterio about won. About time. Bro, what was the first? Bro, this. Come on, bro. You did not have this same energy when they were losing every week, bro. After after the Hall of Fame ceremony, Loser World Order got formed, and they were constantly losing, bruv. And see, this is the thing I'm saying. It's like WWE fans, they want somebody to be a jobber. I don't know, jobber. man. They lost, bro. They lost. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with shit. They got, they're, they're finally getting their flowers Here, let me, let, me, let, me, let me bring up Penta's your latest losses. Let me bring him up. Okay. So, Penta Cero Miedo lost to Adam Page. He beats Anthony Henry. He lost to Orange Cassidy and Trent in a tag match. He lost to Action Andretti, Dante Martin, Darius Martin in a trios match. He beat Commander. They beat 2.0. Let's see here. They beat Anthony Henry, Brian Cage, and J.D. Drake. And even then I said, why is Brian Cage with J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry? It didn't make sense. Uh, then we have Trent beating Penta Lecero Miedo. The Young Bucks beat Commander and Penta. Swerve beat Penta. Penta apparently had a match with Hijo del Vikingo and Commander. Uh, three-way for the title, right? I think that's what it was. Some Something like that. Penta loses to Jay White. I don't know. It's just the booking is halfway there, halfway not. Are you going to do one for uh, LWO too? I can't do that? one for the whole thing. Choose choose, choose one person. Okay, so we're picking and choosing their battles. Got it. Bro, come on now. Anyway, moving I mean, on. I, I'm, not, I'm not denying that he's losing, bro. I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying it's like, I don't know why you're arguing after he got his flowers already. I mean, you know for a fact somebody can't stay in top for long. Look at your boy, Miz. You love him. You fucks with him. You constantly remind us how much he's a two-time WWE champion. Oh, is he a jobber? No, oh, he's a jobber for sure. Mm. But at the same time, Penta deserves better is what I'm this trying is to a, say. This, this is a dumb take, bro. This is literally I'm a, one of I'm the a dumbest I'm a Penta take, mark bro. and I want better for him, bro. Bro, just like I just don't like the said, booking. Just like in Tropic Thunder, you never go for R. In here, you never go full mark. And that's what you're doing right now, bro. I'm not liking it. Hey, this bro. is not you, bro. I mean, I just want Penta to be world champion, bro. That's all. That's all I'm here for. Moving on, we get Trent Breda versus Wardlow. Uh, didn't Trent just earn a title shot for the All International? I don't fucking even know the name of it. What is the belt that Eddie Kingston has? All Global? Fuck, I, the Triple Crown. <laughs> See, this uh, exactly. That's what the fuck is the name of the title now? I, I don't know. I've seen that Burger King meme of Eddie Kingston so much. That I forgot the name. I'm, I'm assuming it's a Triple Crown title, right? It's called a Triple Crown because it's the New Japan Strong title. It's Ring of Honor World title. And whatever this AEW title is, I'm going to call it the All Global just because I'm lazy to Google right now. But the All Global title, Trent just earned a title shot for it, right? Yes. And he, and he jobbed out to Wardlow. Yes. I mean, Trent's the powerhouse of the best friends. I mean, you could just look at him by his physique. Powerhouse is putting it lightly, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he did win a triple threat against Moxley and Penta. There you go, Penta lost. He also won a fiddle forward with top talents in AEW. I mean, he's he's there. I mean, 
Warlow just bigger and stronger, in my opinion. Moving on. So we'll see what happens with Warlow, because uh, I feel like this win doesn't put him in world title contention. It puts him, if anything, no. a challenge for the all-international or they're all-global. I think this is Warlow's, what, second first match in the new year? It's something like that. Yeah, so he's 1-0. Oh. We'll see where this goes. It's to build up his record because those those are back now. Uh, next, we have Jeff Hardy versus Shane Swerve Strickland. Jeff Hardy seemed weird coming down the ramp. Did you did you notice that he didn't do his usual dance and he didn't really do the delete thing anymore? Yeah, remember we were talking about he's going full heel. I think I think he's he's embracing the heelishness. He's embracing it. He's no longer the happy dancing. Oh, I, I see my brother get beat up by some goons. Let me dance to my music real quick. Nah, I think he means business. Yeah. So, what did you think about this match? Uh, you already know, bro. You already know. It, it was it was a great match. Obviously, um, Swerve Strickland obviously carried. Jeff Hardy took some bumps that he shouldn't have taken at the referee's discretion, right? <laughs> yeah. There was one. Uh, I think he tried to do like a, a, a scissor kick or something on Swerve Strickland outside the ring in the barricade, and Jeff Hardy landed it, but he fell to the ground on the other side of the barricade in cement. So I'm assuming that hurt, because <laughs> after that he was just making all these faces like oh. So, yeah, he should, like we talked about it, Jeff Hardy should be changing his wrestling style. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, how, how do you change it? Because that's what the crowd expects. Like, you got to change it slightly, but this is, it's, it's going to be a hard transition. Hopefully, we get to see some interesting character. Um, I don't want to see Brother Nero. I don't want to see Willow. I want to see something different. I want I don't want to see the broken Matt Hardy. It's got to be something different. We'll see what they come up with. Moving on, we get to see Thunder Rosa beating Red Velvet. My daughter was extremely happy because we met Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa drew on her face and she saw Thunder Rosa. She's like, oh my God, I met her. She got so excited. It was it was a good time. Uh, Thunder Rosa finally, this is her first time on AEW Dynamite Wrestling for since a while now, right? Yeah, it's a while, yes. Anything you want to say about this? I'm, I'm excited. She looks. She's looking healthy. She's looking strong. She called out Tony Storm after her victory. I mean... Mexicans getting booked to win over here too, right? You know what? You're right. I uh, I got flip flopping here. I got exposed. <laughs> I forgot to be honest. I forgot to be honest. Damn. I forgot. I forgot Thunder was even on the on the card. No mames. Well, Anyways. I mean, well, you know how the wrestlers feed off the crowd. This match, the crowd was not feeling it. This match, the crowd wasn't feeling. None of the matches, the crowd was feeling it. Well, Let me. Exp- uh, how did I? How did we skip? How did we skip talking about the elephant in the room? I completely what forgot. elephant, bro? There was a lot of room. And there, there was, was a lot no of elephants. Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no elephant. So you know, usually, like when you watch wrestling, they like start off by showing yes. the crowd. Yep. They showed the entrance way, like they zoomed in on it, and then they zoomed out. And I'm like, oh my god, these guys are getting really creative on showing, not showing the crowd. And then you see them extremely zoomed in on a tight shot on like a group of five fans, and they move to another group yeah. of five fans. <laughs> And I'm like, damn. <laughs> and then you realize that all of the lights, except for, I guess, the ca- the side you can't see on the camera, it's blue, but it's very dim. But everywhere else is black. And then they have these diagonal lights going sideways because the- those lights make everything else behind it darker. So you don't see anything. Usually when you're doing crowd shots for like WWE, like when you're recording the announcers, they light it up so you can see everybody. But no, in, de- in AEW, they like did close-up shots so all you see is the announcers. You don't see the people behind it. I know a couple of times they were so zoomed in to Samoa Joe's face when he's out there on commentary. Yeah. It was a bad look. You can hear the wrestlers talking. You can hear the echo of them talking. <laughs> it was bad. 
Anything you want to say about it, Adrian? Uh, nah, bro. I was told from a reliable source that there was a snowstorm, bro, and that uh, not a lot of people could have uh, attended the show for their safety, bro. Man. Nah, Well, yeah, it's well, a bad look. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you're right. The production crew is getting a little better on hiding the uh, empty spaces, but um, like I said before, Tony Khan needs to fucking announce Sting's going away tour a lot more. We know how well the man likes to tweet. I mean, we've got Sting and Darby Allen on the ring. I thought I was going to get a heartfelt promo from Sting saying, oh, I'm on my way out and I want to get the title. But it was Darby Allen who spoke. Mind you, it was it was great, at least for Darby Allen standards. But Tony Khan should have let Sting speak. He should have let him speak, Um, even if it's, what, a thousand something people in attendance. He should have let him speak at least five minutes. Let Sting speak. Let his retirement tour be meaningful. And he's not doing that at all. I, I don't know what's up, what's up with the man. I mean, we know how well Tony Khan likes to tweet. Do something, bruv. Like every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday on Collision. Remind the fans, hey guys, Sting is going to be in your hometown. This is going to be the last time you're going to see Sting as a wrestler and as a performer. And attendance shows that the man is not promoting Sting's uh, retirement tour. And I'm, I'm upset about that. I, I I don't like it. Sting is an icon. Um, It's a poorly done job. I don't know. How, how do you feel about this? The same. I mean, but at the same time, I think Tony Khan is trying to do something. That's why they're getting the title shot uh, next week. Two Sting weeks. Darby Allen. Oh, two, two weeks. weeks. Sting and Darby Allen versus uh, who the fuck are the champions? Bro, stop. It's the third episode, bro. Starks uh, and uh, Big Bill. St- yeah, Starks. Uh, was it Shayna Starks? You said no. bro. Stop. <laughs> Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Bill Starks. Bill Starks. Yes. I man, I don't know. There's so much you could do here with Sting. I would be okay with him going out there and fighting local talent, like because that's his thing's last run. Make him look good, but nah. But I guess they're trying to save it for the special events. But it's his going away tour. Um, yeah, like I remember when it was when it was John Moxley's going away tour in WWE. WWE milked it for like the while. This is the last time you're going to see the Shield. Yeah, they had the Shield going away event. Yeah, they had a what was it for like a, a cool two three weeks, right, or a month or something like that. Yeah, for like a month or two. And even with Undertaker, I mean, nobody knew it was his last run, but you knew it's going to be his last run. This is Sting's last run. Everybody knows it's the last run, but nobody's going to to these shows. Yep, and this is this is a one time I'll say the promoter is the person we need to blame. I mean, I'll probably say the same thing later on, but yeah, right now it's Tony Khan's fault, hundred percent. It's Tony Khan's fault for poor attendance, poor advertising of Sting's going away tour, and yeah, I'm not liking it. Yeah, well, moving on here, we get the Mogul Embassy versus the claim for the AW World Trios Championship. This is kind of where I stopped kind of paying attention to this match. Um, I, the trios matches, like, it's too much of uh, I, I hit you, then I throw you out of the ring, then your partner comes back, hits me, and then like that, like, I guess it'd be one, two, three, what, like eight times, right? Five times, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a lot of running in, running out, and then uh, Jay White gets involved here. They powerbomb Prince Donna through the timekeeper table. They claim wins. I mean, it's, it's a way to show the babyface team win. Um, where exactly is headed with Jay White and uh, the Bullet Club? What did you call them? Bang Bang. Bang Bang Scissor, scissor gang. gang. Yeah, that's what they're called. I just don't know why you would have a faction with six people in it. Or technically it's seven. Yeah, with Rock Hard uh, being out. Oh, he is out. I forgot. Yeah, he's not Rock. He's not Rock Hard, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm assuming this is gonna end up with uh, the friends 
fighting each other, the Acclaimed versus the Bang Bang Niner Gang, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, whatever they're called, uh, at the next pay-per-view, whenever that is. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about is like the build-up to these uh, title challengers, mainly to the uh, world title, the women's and men's. You know, we we seen the virtuosa earlier today that she does want to fight Tony Storm, but she wants to uh, get her rank up. She wants to get her W's before she goes after Tony Storm, and that that's one thing I am liking now about these uh world title champions. They're taking their time on challenging for the title. I know you predicted that. Oh yeah, they're having a face off, so we're gonna see a match next week. And I was like, fuck, we're probably gonna are. We're probably going to have a match next week, man. This is some bullshit. But yeah, it looks like they're going to build it up this time. They're actually going to use the rankings. Taya Valkyrie called out La Virtuosa for next week on Dynamite. So let's see what that happens. You already know the Virtuosa is going to win. So you mean you mean Big Time Bex and uh, Seth Rollins from Wish? <laughs> uh, so yeah, because they were in Lucha Underground, but they, I don't remember them in AAA as a couple. No, yeah, they were together in Lucha Underground, but this is their first time like together in AEW for sure. I didn't remember them yeah. together in AAA. But yeah, this I mean, people online were calling them Big Time Bex and Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. This guy. Um, I had the hardest time explaining that whole like half of the screen being black and white and the other half not to my daughter. She was like, "Does everybody see that that she's in black and white? Like how are they doing that?" <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to the fucking promo, bro, because the whole time I was just like, how do you not understand there's a filter there? <laughs> damn, bro. Are you fucking... <laughs> damn, bro. Nah, I mean, like, I, I meant it like, like, I mean, I tried to explain it to her. I don't think she understood. And then I think she didn't think I understood her question. But I was like, what do you mean? Does nobody else see that she's in black and white? I, I was just like, yeah, the people in the crowd can't see that she's black and white. Only us, because they put a filter on it. And then it was just a, a big, confusing mess. I missed out on that promo. <laughs> Dope. I could just imagine the Pikachu meme on her face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was a funny good time, man. And then we get Adam Copeland versus Minoru Suzuki. Oof. And I, the funniest thing I thought about this entrance was uh, Minoru Suzuki comes out and there's nobody in the crowd, really. So then he's like, comes out and he stands on the ring apron. And he looks at the hard cam. Obviously, there's no one there because that <laughs> whole entire side is closed out. So then he like throws his hands in the air and he, and he just looks at the, at the camera and then turns around and he does the same thing. And then nobody <laughs> cheers like five people. You can hear you can hear the individual voices because it's so empty in there yeah yeah i, I like the match bro I, you were talking about um how their styles how they can uh mix their styles with edge being bred in wwe style and minoru suzuki the hard-hitting new japan strong style edge did great in my or adam copeland did great in my opinion he stood his ground he took it to him pause but he took it to him i did like the spot where they're trading like elbows and it's clear like after the first two that edge is like or adam copeland is like i can't hang <laughs> so he would get hit and then he'd like sell it a little bit more and then the next time he got hit and he fell down but i didn't like yeah. that minoru suzuki just stayed there waiting for him to stand up like stomp on him dude like do something that's what anybody else would do Bro, that's, but no, it's this weird wrestling style that they have. Yeah, bro, that's the Minoru Suzuki style, bro. Just like how you were talking about Gunther earlier on the episode. Suzuki, bro, he wants your ass up. He's not going to get you when you're down. He's going to get you when you're at your toughest. That's that, that's what wrestling is, bro. Your your job is to get the other man down and pin him on the <laughs> on the mat. One, two, three, bro. Pause. That's how you win. What do you mean? That's not what he wants to do. <laughs> bro, I mean, obviously, he's not going to pin uh, Adam Cole with the one, two, three off that move. 
He's gonna want to. Why not? Eddie damage. Kingston done it with a slap, bro. Stop, bro. <laughs> bro come that's, on. That's Eddie Kingston, bro. The king of the bums. The king of the bums. <laughs> oh man. Hey, bro, I'm gonna get you that shirt, bro. What size is you? <laughs> Uh, I'm size XL, my guy. I gotta lose that L, or yeah, I gotta use yeah. at least lose the X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, lose the X. Damn, extra, <laughs> extra fabric, bro. Just extra fabric, man. Nah, bro. But this was a good match. It was a lot better than than I expected. Honestly, yep, yep. it was good to see two different styles collide. Exactly. Um, this is like a dream match, as someone would say, but a, a ne- definitely a dream match I've never had wanted to see before. But it was definitely interesting. Um, Post match, he gets on the mic and he says that he's never been hit that hard in his life. Uh, and they shake hands. Well, Minoru and- Suzuki didn't. He like pushed that shit away and walked mm-hmm. away. And then he was like, "Oh, I'm glad Minoru Suzuki didn't shake my hand. If he did, I'd be extremely disappointed." Oh yeah, what well, happened? And then what happens after that? Christian Cage. Oh, because Christian in the back, Christian Cage was watching the match. Oh yeah, then after that, oh, actually, they- I I mean, two weeks ago he was watching a match. Or when was that recorded? Last year, bro. <laughs> Last year, Christian Cage watched a match and they reused the footage. Yeah, bro. I mean, bro, can you at least do like have Christian be at home or something? Hey, bro, record yourself just nodding with the title, bro, menacingly, and that's it, bro. But <laughs> they have to recycle the clip. At least reverse it. At least do something. I don't know. There's they uh, changed the filter. They the changed time. the filter. They did. Oh. That's the only thing they did. <laughs> the internet sleuths gone wild. No, but I mean, yeah, I mean, AEW does, I don't know how they can really improve the show. I mean, the show was good. Was it the best show? No, I'd consider it middle of the road AEW show. I just feel like they're phoning it in for something until they're like in a holding phase. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, like on standby for some reason. Yeah, they're waiting for Okada's contract to be officially up. So he makes his debut. Yeah, they have, I don't know. It's but even Raw seemed that way. I guess until to the Royal Rumble, and I think that's when they start picking up their riding quite a bit. Probably, yeah, if they can get some riders, bruv, because uh, we know some of the riders have been taking some time off and shown in the sh- in the product. Mm-hmm. On both products, bro. Tony yep. Khan, how good is Fulham doing? We're, I know, I mean, I know he ain't working with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Damn. Jacksonville Jaguars on vacation. And that's it for us, guys. If you guys ever want to join the conversations Get some of your comments read. Go to Facebook or Triggered Wrestling. That's where we're more active. Also, find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Triggered Wrestling. On Twitter, X, we are known as T-R-I-G-G underscore wrestling. Hit us up. Comments, like, subscribe. Hit that notification button for new episodes to be out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you, you hear your podcast. We are there. Go to the Facebook as well. Fire means get dropped daily. Any last final thoughts, Brian? Royal Rome predictions or anything? I predict I'm going to have a good time with uh, AJ Francis, a.k.a. Top Dollar. Top Dollar. Dollar Dollar. Because he's going to be at the Barrio this Saturday. Tuning in to the Royal Rumble. Or last Saturday, depending when you when this comes out. <laughs> yep. And I already know some people are going to get triggered because their wrestler is not going to win or they're going to lose out on the pot. Oh, exactly. I'm, I never win those things, bro. But I'm going to put in my money there see what goes on. Actually, wait up. No, I'm not. Gambling's illegal in California. <laughs> Damn, bro. Uh, that triggers me, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. So stay triggered, everybody. Bang, bang. Bang.